You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 281, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. It has been a long time. (laughs) I have been meaning to get these episodes out all of the month of December. And on the final day of December, December 31st, 2020, here I am loading up your iTunes SoundCloud with like three, four, five brand new episodes, including an amazing interview with Stephanie Ray. If you didn't check that out, episode 280, go check it out. Accountability is a superpower. So go check that out. All right. So I don't even know where to start. Let's, let's see where I start. There was a time when I would, um, on this podcast, as well as in other places, I would talk about my top 10 life lessons for the year. I got four for you today. Cause honestly, I don't need any four of these four. I'm probably going to be learning for the rest of my life. Uh, definitely got a firm introduction to these top four life lessons in 2020 with COVID and numerology. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I wanted to use today's episode to really share what have been my top four life lessons of 2020. Maybe you're learning the same lessons. Maybe you're learning different lessons, probably learning different lessons, but I want this episode to be an opportunity for me to share with you what I've been learning throughout 2020, but also what am I going to do about these life lessons to continue learning in 2021 and beyond and pretty much for the rest of my life. So let's talk about it. I'm a big fan of numerology. If you've not checked out my previous episodes on She Runs the Show, where I talk about the power of numerology in your life and business, what numerology is. I've got some courses that will be coming out on both Skillshare and Udemy that will be on numerology, numerology for life, love, relationships, the whole nine yards. They're going to be coming out in January on both Skillshare and Udemy because I so firmly believe that the the day and time of your birth is not by accident. I think astrology takes us a long way to understanding kind of our makeup and our souls make up, but numerology really seals the deal and gives you a ton of information. So if you don't know what numerology is, you don't know, you know, how to figure out your own, go to my older episodes on She Runs a Show, look for numerology stuff. It's there in January or beyond. Check out my Skillshare and Udemy courses. Go look me up, Cassandra Vaughn on Skillshare on Udemy. You will find me and you can get my numerology, my full, like I really break numerology down in the Skillshare and Udemy courses you will get my full breakdown there. But I digress. So in thinking about my top four lessons for 2020, let me start out by saying that in numerology standards, according to numerology, I'm a five life path. I'm a seven attitude born on a six day in a one month. I have a lot of ones in my name and my uh, destiny number is an eight. What that basically means for those of you who are listening, you're like, I don't even know what those numbers mean. What that basically means is that I, I have natural alignment in my being with what is known in numerology as the mind numbers. The mind numbers, the cerebral numbers are one, five, seven. I'm a five left path, lots of ones in my chart, born in a one month. January is a one month. 
and I'm a seven attitude. So my whole, like the most important numbers in my chart really get along well together because they're natural matches. They're the mind numbers one, five, seven. Now, let me just tell you in the, our world year for 2020, because in numerology, 2020, two plus two equals four. We've been in a world year four in 2020. Our personal year, which again, in my courses and in previous episodes, I go in to figure out, I talk about how do you figure out your personal year? I've been in a personal year of a two and a two is not congruent with my mind numbers of one, five and seven. Like I have really no twos in my charts. I do not do two and two life path people come into this world to love and be loved. That's what they're here for. They come here to love and be loved and twos are all about being the peacemaker, They're all about connection and nurturing and affection and being loved and loving. That is not the mind numbers of 157. We are the adventurer. We are the spiritual seeker. And we are the champion who focuses on competition and win, win, win. That's my chart, 157. So when I tell you I hate two years, personal years of two, I actually went back before recording this episode a few weeks ago and I literally looked up the last three decades of my life and when I've been in a two year. And I realized that every two year I've had has been emotionally trying at best. That's a nice way of putting it. Emotionally exhausting, emotionally trying, because when you're in a personal year of two, it's about your emotions. It's about feeling them, facing them, healing them, feeling more emotional than normal, sitting with your true feelings, like having to face the emotional stuff that you have been too busy, especially being a 157 combo um, to face. So I give you the, the history of that because 2020 for me has been a world year of a four. It is for everybody, world year four. But my personal year has been a two. And I hate two years. They suck for me because I am not, there's no two-ness in my being. Like I have no twos in my chart. I am one, five, seven, all over place, day and night. That is me. So when I tell you this year, I have really wrestled with, um, and, 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 Like, look, let's be honest. A lot of me not being on She Runs the Show in 2020 has been because I I feel like I've been in an emotional tornado this year. I feel like I have had to deal with some things and face some things and look at some things emotionally that in previous years I had just made myself so busy that I didn't have to look at it. So, you know, my to-do list was a mile long. So I was so focused in previous personal years when that combination of my one, five, and seven are in their full power that really, I I have to tell you the two, the personal year of two has really brought me to my knees in a lot of ways. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, As much as I hate it, still don't like it. Can't wait for this year to be over, honestly, because next year is a personal year of three for me in a world year five. I, I do amazing stuff in a world year five. I'm a five. So off the hook, can't wait for 2021. Even though COVID is not over and that's that, that poop store, that poop show is not going to be over yet. My point is, is that in this year of 2020, my personal year of two, I have been feeling my emotions in ways that I'm not comfortable with. I have had to face emotions and realities about my emotions that I, um, I knew, you know, like you always know deep down certain things, but I just, I made myself so busy that I couldn't really look at it. And I made myself so busy that not only could I not really look at certain things in my life, but I wasn't letting myself feel them. So I was pretty numbed out 
with productivity and getting shit done that when 2020 hit and it, I didn't even realize at first that it was a personal year of two, but I kept saying to myself last January, I was like, why am I so emotional? I am not an emotional person. Like what, what is real? And then eventually, you know, cause I don't do numerology all the time. Now I'm more consistent with it, but eventually I started to look and I was like, Oh, here we go. Another personal year of two. And it has been a shit show because I'm not used to really sitting with everything I'm feeling and allowing myself to feel it and facing stuff that I don't want to face emotionally. It's not in my natural way of being to do that. I like to work, I work and work numbs me out. So I'm telling you all of that because if you're somebody who's like me and you have a lot of ones, fives and sevens, you escape through things. Now a five life path can escape through drugs, uh, sex, over exercise, over work. I use work, right? To a certain extent, I use food, which is why I've been struggling with my fitness competition prep all year because food is also the way that I escape. If I'm not escaping through work, I'm escaping through food. So I'm saying all of this because if you've been going through similar things, I do not want you to look at this year like it was a waste. I do not want you to look at 2020 like it was a loss. And I don't even care if you're listening to this and it's 2025. Wherever you are is where you are. And where you are is the starting point for any place you want to take yourself next. I want that to really land. Wherever you are is where you are. And where you are is the starting place for any place you want to go next. So let's not do shame, blame, and guilt and judgment and all of the other stuff because where we are is where we are, okay? We got to be here with where we are before we can actually own our shit and then get to where we need to be. But you can't get to where you need to be if you're not owning where you are. So I've, I've sat with these lessons and I thought to myself, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to start writing these four life lessons down in my power list that I do every day with my to-do list and the five things I want to get done in the day. So I remember that these are four life lessons that I still need to learn and continue to work through. So let me give you my top four life lessons in 2020. Lesson number one, this came out of a book I read. I don't know if it was 2020. I think it was 2019 I read this book. But this book, in this book, there was a line where the psychologist, it was written by a clinical psychologist. She said that when you're dealing with difficult situations, you have to be able to say to yourself, I can stand the way I feel. I can stand the way I feel. Now, here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to dip out of numerology for a second. I'm going to go into astrology. I could never understand for most of my adult life why I am a Capricorn by birth. But everybody who I who I would tell who understood astrology that I'm a Capricorn, they'd be like, well, you don't really seem like a Capricorn to me. Like you're, you're super fiery. And Catholic, a Capricorn is an earth sign, like feet on the ground, you know, very focused, pragmatic, you know, Capricorns are feet on the ground people, but you're like you, there's fire to you. So where does that come from? So once I started to go a little deeper in astrology, not just my sun sign, which is in Capricorn, I realized 
that, you know, I have a father who's a Capricorn, a mother who's an Aries, and I'm the best of both. I am sun and Capricorn, moon and Aries, which basically means that the reason people get so confused that I'm an Aries is because my emotional life is not dictated by being a Capricorn. I think I would be calmer. <laughs> I think I would be uh, steadier, probably if I was, you know, moon and Capricorn. But my my emotional life is not your emotional life is not dictated by your sun sign and astrology. It is actually dictated by your moon sign. So all the fire that people see from me is Aries and Aries are fiery people. Okay. Aries are really like they're rams. So they just rams shit, you know, like they just go. Um, so I realized that so much, and, and this is where I can stand the way I feel. The tough part is when you're a Capricorn in your emotional life, you're very stable. You're very sturdy. Uh, you're very practical, like things move you, but they don't like you can, you're, you can tolerate you, like your tolerance level for nonsense is quite a bit with Aries. Yes, they can tolerate a lot, but Aries emotionally, um, they don't let stuff fester. They don't let stuff build. They explode, right? So they just, they explode. They just like, I'm going to handle it now. I'm going to face you now. I'm going to cover it now. We're going to talk about it. Like I'm going to go off now, which listen, it's, that's helpful in the sense of they don't sleep on their anger, but not health helpful in the sense that an Aries oftentimes shoots off at the mouth and takes rushed, um, in, what's the word I'm looking for? Rushed, uh, not thought through action, which then leads to disasters that they then have to clean up their rams. They clean it up beautifully anyway, but they could have saved a lot of energy, not just going off. You know what I mean? Like they could have saved. So emotionally I'm an Aries. And so when I finally came to the understanding of that, I realized, oh man, like, ah, oh, that explains so much about me. And this is the first lesson for me of 2020. This has been the first, really the first full year in my entire life in nearly 43 years, I'm going to be 43 in a couple of weeks. This is the first time in pretty much my entire life where I have felt things that I did not want to feel, felt emotions, anger, rage, um, sadness, grief, despair, you name it, all the, all the negative emotions. Um, and I haven't raged. I haven't, um, jumped to action prematurely. I haven't um, let my rage, my anger dictate my actions and where I've really had to say to myself this exact line, which is the lesson itself over and oh, I had to, I had to train myself this year to remind myself every time I got angry, every time I, I felt despair, every time I felt rage at how things were moving or how I was being treated, I had to say to myself over and over again in 2020, I can stand the way I feel. I can stand the way I feel. I can stand the way I feel. And you know what I realized throughout this whole year and all of these roller coasters of emotions and things that I've been going through emotionally this year, I can stand the way I feel. And in fact, that is more powerful than just raging about stuff or, you know, jumping to premature action or, or letting stuff stew in anger and then having my whole day, week, month ruined because I'm just sitting around pissed, right? So lesson number one in 2020 for me was I can stand the way I feel. And I've really taught myself and pulling a lot of my Capricorn energy too to say, no, 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 I don't, there are certain situations in life for me 
where it's great to be an Aries. There, there are just certain take charge moments where being an Aries is like, yes, you need that, that fire energy. But there are also moments I'm starting to see in my forties that there's power in being a Capricorn and there's power in being steady and sturdy and reliable and paced well and, um, regal and, you know, tactful. You know, I'm not always tactful. I have a lot of fun. I'm very Aries and I'm not always tactful. There are moments where if, you know, if we have, if, if, if I feel like you're, you're doing somebody that I really care about wrong, or you're doing me wrong, like then the Aries just comes out and it's like an incredible Hulk moment, but I'm learning that I don't have to respond that way. And that I can take my time with my response. And that while I'm trying to figure out how to be tactful and sophisticated in my response, still pissed, but tactful and sophisticated, that I can just say to myself, I can stand the way I feel because I actually have the power to do that. Because I'm actually powerful enough to not let my emotions rule me, but for me to rule my emotions. So that was life lesson number one in 2020. Uh, life lesson number two in 2020 was this one. The order of operations matters. This was a huge aha for me this year. So anybody who's read any of my books at overcomingfearbooks.com, you know, you know, I love DMA. Daily Massive Action. You know I do. DMA, Daily Massive Action. 2020 was the first year where, where I experienced a level of physical and emotional exhaustion that I've never experienced before. Um, I don't know if it's the quarantining. I don't know. I, I don't really, I can't tell you why. Uh, I think physically I'm out of shape right now. So that contributes to that a lot. Um, and back on my fitness regimen, which feels amazing. But I will say I have never felt this tired. And so DMA was hard pressed to come by for me in 2020. And when, when I can't operate and perform and produce at the level that I'm used to, I got to figure out why. And so one of the things that I realized, and especially with reading James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, amazing book, by the way, pick it up. He talked about the habit, like doing the habit is not as important as creating a system for doing the habit. Let me say that again. Doing the habit does not matter as much as creating a system for consistently doing the habit. And so this is, this is a point, this lesson is something I'm going to write about in the book, Rebuild Yourself, which by the way, I'm still writing Rebuild Yourself. I thought it was going to be out a year ago. And honestly, because I am currently rebuilding myself, I've got more research to do before that book gets written fully and comes out. But life lesson number two for me this year in 2020 has been this, the order of operations matters. It's not just, can I do a lot? It's not just, can I get DMA done every single day? It's, there is an order to things. There is a divine order. You know, we understand this as children because we know that we have to crawl before we walk. We know we have to walk before we run. We know that there are certain skills we've got to get before we can do other things. We know that when we take up a sport for the first time, we've got to learn the basic drills before we can do the advanced stuff. We know that when we learn an instrument, we start with basic understanding chords, understanding keys, and then we progress. But somewhere along the way, I think all of us forget that that same kind of order of operations of, of when we were kids, when we were babies, like it applies throughout your entire life. The tricky part of that is that 
the order of operations is very basic and universally understood when you're born. It is universally understood the key milestones that you're supposed to go through through zero through 18 because everybody goes through them and it's pretty standard. Okay. But once you're an adult, like your order of operations, because your destiny is different, because your purpose for being alive is different because your seasons of life are completely different because the experiences you have are completely different. Your order of operations as an adult and through every adult season of your life is a mystery that only you can decipher. And so if you feel off the way that I have in 2020 in terms of work ethic or daily massive action, or you'd feel like you're on the wrong path in your life, more than likely, and this is the big life lesson for me this year, it's not your habits, it's not your level of consistency, although consistency is king, queen. Um, it really comes down to something about the order of operations. The, the, the steps you're taking, first, second, third, are out of order. And only you, again, because this is you, once we hit adulthood, our order of operations will change season to season and it's different for everybody. And it's a mystery that we each have to figure out on our own. If something feels off, if you feel like you're, you're doing all this work, but nothing's coming to fruition. If you feel like, like something about your order of operations is off and you've got to do the deep work to listen to you, to, to hear from your inner knowing where you're off in your order of operations and to fix it. So that was lesson number two for me. The order of operations matters. Now I'm going to talk about that heavily in the book, Rebuild Yourself, when that comes out, whenever it comes out. I have no idea when. It is not on my slate for writing books this year. I've got 12 books I'm, I'm publishing in 2021, but Rebuild Yourself's not on it because I feel like I still have some rebuilding that I've got to do over the next, probably say one to three years. So maybe by the time I'm 45, 46, it'll come out. But this is going to be a heavy thing I talk about in that book, the order of operations, the fact that it matters and why it matters so much and how to work through some processes to figure out the mystery of your own because it's unique to you. There are no five simple steps to this. This is unique to you. Lesson Life lesson number three for 2020 was, oh, this was a hard one. And I'm still sitting with this one because uh, every day... Like, I feel even my chest is like tight when I talk about this. This is how tough this lesson is. I have always been a person who believes so strongly in anybody's ability to change. And, and at the same time, I'm also a person, here's the Capricorn practicality, who believes that people only change if they think they need to change. Like it, you might think somebody in your life needs to change, but if they don't think they need to change, guess what? They're not going to change, right? So on the one hand, I can hold space for anybody to change if they want to. And on the other hand, the practical Capricorn side of me goes, but if they don't want to change and they think they're fine, they're not going to. Boom. So this lesson I heard from Tracy McMillan, who is a coach, counselor. I think she's got a show, a show on OWN. But she's amazing. I saw her on a Super Soul Sunday, and that's how I tapped into her work. She's amazing. So in an IG TV episode, Tracy McMillan, I think it's McMillan. I hope I got her name right. Okay. Tracy McMillan, pretty sure it is. In an IG TV episode, she, she talks about relationships. This is her whole relationship. She answers questions that people send her. And one of the things she was explaining to somebody who sent her a question, and I don't remember the question, but she was talking about 
the fact that in relationships, in anything really, and here's lesson number three, people do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. Seems really simple, but just let that land for a second because it's heavy. People do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. Meaning, let me, let me go here. Here's, here's, here's why this is heavy to me. And this was a heavy life lesson. I think I've spent decades in different situations, both personally and professionally, whether I did it with words or I did it through behavior or I did it through actions, begging people to change, begging people to be different. I think it started with my father, you know, wanting people to show up for me. See, there goes that, that emotion. It's a two year. I hate two years. Wanting people to show up for me. But knowing deep down, because I'm a Capricorn, that this is who they are. But still yearning for them to be different. And I think I've spent decades really begging people in behavior and action to be different. Knowing deep down that they'd never be. Because they don't see anything wrong in their behavior and they don't see anything wrong in how they're showing up in the world. And so the only person in those situations then who would change is me because by begging them to be different in behavior, words and deeds, I was compromising my own integrity. And so when I saw Tracy McMillan's IGTV episode, it hurt so much because the simple fact of what she shared is how it, how it is. It's how it works. People do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. So if someone in your life isn't treating you a certain way or isn't behaving in a certain way, or they're not giving you what they, what you need, it's not because they don't know that you need it. It's because they don't want to give you what you need. Do you get how much that hurts? Like at the end of the day, this life lesson hurt the most this year because it was an awakening and a realization that in my life, people have not given me what I needed, not because they didn't know what I needed, not because I didn't communicate it well enough, because I did that for a lot of years too, blaming myself for not, maybe not being clear enough, not communicating enough, not doing enough. It wasn't because of any of that. It wasn't because I didn't, you know, try to be compromised, meet them in the middle. No, the truth and this is the thing that landed really hard for me this year is that the reason why anyone in my life hasn't shown up for me, hasn't given me what I needed, hasn't been who I needed them to be, hasn't supported me. The, the only reason that's the case is because they didn't want to. They didn't want to. And so the pain of that is that, wow, then you go into the, well, I guess I'm not enough. If I'm not, a, if you don't, if I, if I tell you what I need and, and, and you don't think I'm worthy of having that, then I must not be enough. Right. I, I'm, I've worked through that. I'm working through that. I know that's bullshit. So we can just throw that out. But the heavy part of this lesson, people do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do is now I have a responsibility because I finally get this lesson at nearly 43 years old, I finally have a responsibility 
to knowing that people do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. I now have a responsibility to myself to respond accordingly to folks who do not want to give me what I need, who do not want to support me in the ways that I've asked to be supported and who do, who, who treat me in ways that are unacceptable to me. Now, the heavy part of it is, I can't pretend like I don't know this life lesson from this point forward. I can't pretend I don't know that people do what they want to do and they don't do what they want to do. So the next time somebody doesn't do what I need them to do or doesn't show up for me in the way that I need them to, I I can't pretend like there's an intervention strategy that's going to change that because there's not. Then I have a responsibility to myself to respond accordingly to that. Tough lesson, hard one this year, probably the hardest of the four for me in 2020. The fourth and final lesson I'm going to talk about uh, of my top four life lessons in 2020, it's this one, the right system matters way more than the right action. It's kind of related to lesson number two, the order of operations matters, but this is a little bit different. Lesson number four, the right system matters way more than the the right action. I've spent years teaching DMA, daily massive action, years. Uh, I will continue to teach it for the rest of my life because people need education on it. Look, I need to continue learning about DMA, let's be honest. Um, but what I'm starting to see and what 2020 has taught me, which is lesson number four, is that it's not just about the actions. You you have to, so the order of the actions, the order of operations has got to be right for things to go the way you want them to. And you've got to have the right system in place that houses the daily massive action for things to be efficient, effective, and to go and to get you to where you want to go at the soonest, fastest rate possible. You know, when people say, I feel like I'm spending 40 years in the wilderness, this is taking too long. What, I, what I've realized this year is that part of the reason why things take way longer than they actually need to to get to a certain goal or dream really is not about the actions you're taking. You could be doing a lot of amazing daily massive actions, but if you don't have the order of operations right, you're going to take a long, much longer. And if you don't have the right system to house the actions, well, then you're kind of screwed. So you need to know the order of operations, which again, you've got to figure out on your own and you need to create the right system. For example, my, my fitness routine, I have tried for years to be a night workout person. Listen to what I've come to. I'm not. My system is I have a fitness room. I have workout calendars. I know exactly what I'm going to do every single day for my workouts. I'm still even tweaking that because now I'm starting to realize that I can't do heavy, heavy workouts seven days a week. I've got to kind of balance them out. Heavy, light, heavy, light. Um, but the bottom line is I know that 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. is my workout time. If it doesn't happen there, I might do a little bit here and there throughout the day, but I'm not getting my high intensity workouts in like I need to. So it doesn't matter if I move my body for 30 minutes, seven days a week. Knowing what the fitness competition goal is, I need much more than that, but it needs a system. And if it doesn't have a system where I say, okay, Monday through Friday, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., that's when workout time happens. Saturday, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., workout time happens, and Sunday is rest day. If I don't have a system, I could do daily massive action for a couple days, then fall off, and then come back next week, couple days, fall off. The bottom line of lesson number four for me has really been the power of the system that you create that houses your daily massive actions. 
the right system matters way more than the right actions. So this has been a long episode. Let me go over those four life lessons, my top four life lessons of 2020. Lesson number one, I can stand the way I feel. Lesson number two, the order of operations matters. Lesson number three, people do what they want to do and they don't do what they don't want to do. And lesson number four, the right system matters way more than the right action. I'm going to start writing these four lessons down every single day in my power list, in my journal with all my to-dos for the day, because these aren't lessons that I'm, I mean, I'm, I stepped deeply into the realization of them in 2020, but I haven't mastered these suckers. So for me, my next step with this is I'm going to take these four lessons. I'm going to start to write them down because I write my core values down every day. I write what I feel like my soul came here to learn this time around every day. There are certain things I write down every day. What I'm going to add to that list is these four lessons because I need to go deeper into the spiritual classroom of each of these four in 2021 and 2022 and, and, and forever so that I can really, really learn how to apply this to my life. And I would suggest that you do the same thing. What, what's been your top four life lessons of 2020? Write them down. Write them down every day through 2021 and start to look into yourself and really say, where can I learn? Where can I grow? Where can I shift? Where can I change? What can I do? And then do that. All right, everybody. Happy, happy new year. Uh, if you're listening to this in 2021 or later, I hope 2021 is amazing for you. I hope whatever year you're in right now is amazing for you. And if there's one thing I can say, leaving a personal year of two and finally going into a year where I feel like I can breathe and, and a personal year of three, world year of five, which is my jam. Like I've done some amazing things in, in my personal years of three. Um, if there's one thing I could say to you, it's this. Please remember that the only person who holds the keys to your success is you. The only person who holds the keys to your transformation is you. The only person who holds the treasure of everything you keep saying you want in your life is you. And it only requires you. You don't need anybody else's support. It would be nice. It's icing on the cake. It would be nice, but you don't need it. You don't need any of that. You know what you need? You need you. You need you. And as long as you have you, and as long as you are strong in you, you will be able to accomplish amazing things, but not if you're doing it in the wrong order, not if you don't have the right system, and not if you don't accept that one, you can stand the way you feel, and two, that the people in your life who aren't showing up for you, they're not showing up because you did something wrong or because you need to do something different. They're not showing up for you because they don't want to. And I know that hurts. But those are facts. And so at the end of the day, the sooner you just accept that it is what it is, the sooner you go, well, how am I now going to respond? How am I now going to give myself what I need? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You have the power to give yourself what you need. So please, in 2021, do that. All right, everybody. I will catch you on the next episode, which is probably not too far away because I'm just dropping a whole lot of episodes today. Uh, I will catch you in the next episode of She Runs the Show.